You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. On this week's episode of Always Aggravated, the holiday edition We tried something a little outside the box. We have our uh, annual Christmas dinner at my house, and I just invite some of the guys I'm closest with, who I see the most in the building, my staff. We always include Woji and Bogey because we see them every day, and the Birchie kid because he's a long way from home, and, well, I know what that's like. Well, Wojo decided to launch himself to the moon and uh, consume all the gin that was available. And, uh, well... Some of the best cuts and some of the highlights of our Christmas dinner make up a lot of this podcast. So enjoy that as a holiday treat. And then you are now, post-Christmas, allowed to wake up from your slumber because now the NBA season really begins. I've got the 10 things that happened while you were away. So when you join your NBA season in progress, you know exactly what's going on. 10 big things that uh, really jump out at me. And man, the league has never been better. So enjoy it this week on Always Aggravated. So we're trying something a little outside the box. Uh, As some of you know, if you listen to the local radio program, uh, every year I like to do something for our guys. And and again, it's not a, a, a personal thing here. It's just the guys I see the most at work and the guys that are around me the most. I like to just do a small, quiet dinner. And it's Sully, it's Hatchet, Roberto. The show that follows us, Bogey, Woji, uh, the Birchie kid who's an out-of-college writer for us and is way away from home who we've all taken a liking to. But that's about it. It's just a nice, small gathering. I cook dinner at the house, open the bar up, good drinks, good food, and some laughs. Well, many people know uh, Wojo and his proclivity for, uh, well, enjoying libations, enjoying booze. And he is a gin guy. So if you've ever wanted to know what it's like to party with Woj, we're going to give you a little taste of that. Look, it started out as, hey, let's put a microphone at dinner, be a little off color, have some fun, you know, and and the course of the conversations, like there were a ton of laughs, but Wojo got to a place that just got very dark. What have I said? He's just trying to protect himself. I know. What have I said? Guys, I don't know where along the line we thought it was a good idea to have a, a microphone at dinner or where we thought we'd actually be able to use a lot of that audio. Might not, not use that. that. Might not be worth it. That, yeah, that's not, that's not going to be possible. So much of our audio is unusable because Wojo, it was spring break 99. No, stop it. What does it mean? I don't know what to say. So I, I'd like to do a recap. We'll, we'll, we'll play some of the audio, like little tastes of it, but... Uh, just, I, like, Wojo has just went to the men's room for the first time tonight since dinner. 
He's had many G&Ts. Mike, what is your overall consensus here? Is this way over the top of what you expected? I'll leave it to the group. I've never seen him like this. <laughs> How did it end up that way? Like, I, I warned him about the gin was, like, extra proof and, like, be careful. And Well, here's what I want to say, too, from the top. Wojo walked in completely sober, okay? It's not like he pre-gamed, not like he had been drinking. I thought he was fine. He walked in completely sober, and he went from 0 to 100 so quick. With with what he was drinking, it was insane. I, I knew you were pre-gaming before you came here. No, oh. I was not. I did not. Oh. No. It's all right. Yeah. We won't hold it against you. I never, ever, 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 ever gay drink, ever. So one thing Wojo doesn't have in his repertoire, he doesn't do impressions. Like Sully does impressions. He doesn't <laughs> shit you. Well, you don't share them with people. I Sometimes. No, I need no. two more. Sometimes I do. You do. You do them, but like Wojo doesn't. But he has one very famous one that's absolutely brutal and wholly inaccurate and borderline insensitive. What impersonation is that? Like, what what accent are you trying to find? I don't know. <laughs> he never does a good accent of anybody. Hey! <laughs> he tries to do an English accent on the radio. No, he does a good Thurston Howell the Third, and that's about it. <laughs> what about my? Here's his you, best one. Wait, wait. What about my? You go, my brother. Yeah, that's a good one. That is that not good. good man. Man. <laughs> you look at that is not good at all. Who was he talking about when he did that? Was he doing LeBron? He said, yo, my man, what are you looking at? <laughs> what was that? Where did that go from? I don't even know who he was imitating. You go, my brother. Yo, my man, what are you looking at? Where would you pick that up from? Yo, brother, man. I don't know where that came from. Look, everybody Ubered over because the, the, the one rule is simple. If I open the bar up and you guys are going to come over and enjoy yourselves, just don't put me in a bad spot. Don't drive. Don't put yourself in a bad spot. So everybody Ubered, and that was great. What do you think that conversation is going to be like between Woj and his Uber? <laughs> hey! You're, you're driving a Ford Explorer. Oddly enough, Mark D'Antonio drives a Ford Taurus. He's <laughs> just trying to do like, the show. <laughs> Too far in. <laughs> Wojo was then asked a uh, a personal question regarding uh, his usage of the camera on his phone. One day you'll get nudes, and this will all be worth oh. it. Until then, have you ever sent one Wojo yesterday? Oh no! Please. They didn't have Ew. phones back in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you were in your... You can't send it by no, telegram. There was no yeah. phone or uh, email. He said Polaroids. <laughs> <laughs> Mail it to the person. You don't even know what Polaroids are, dude. Yes, it. I do. I was actually about to say the same fucking joke. <laughs> uh, actually, Polaroids have made a kind of this thing. How do I make it look better? Oh, you just said this. Pixelated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Please! Oh, I, but I hear you carry a minimum $1,500 cash. Oh, wow. No, no, not always, because you lost. You had nine yeah. sixty. Usually, like, $700. So why do, so, <laughs> you, you don't have a credit card? It's like a I have a credit card. Yeah. But, but he doesn't have an ATM card. You can't go pull no, cash. I'm no, surprised, like, Mojo, yeah. with, with his Why wouldn't you want a debit No, but, no, it's as much. As much. Oh, no, I would or why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't he? No, yeah, it's crazy. As much as he travels for the news, 
he should use a credit card to get the points. There is a story Wojo told that we decided not to air. It, it involves Radio Row and Super Bowl and a very well-known football player who got very upset with Bob. The way Bob told the story, I'm not going to play it. But it was all about his famous bit, Happy New Year. And unfortunately, that began a stream of these in the middle of dinner. Happy New Year! Mm. Happy New Year! (laughs) (laughs) Why do you keep saying that? David, you've said that you've always grew up listening to Wojo. He was a hero of yours. Now that you actually see the man, you spent some time with him. Now what do you think? He's trash to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> At the top of his lungs. So while we sorted through all of, all of that nonsense, I, I'm telling you, he began to get very festive. Now, look, I had things set up for like a little gin and tonic area for him. Limes, the tonic water, the gin. Like self-explanatory stuff for adults. Then there was like a little Manhattan station. So your your bourbon, your bitters, your vermouth. It's it's not hard. He was like a kid in a candy store. Right. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, and I, I don't know if it was the gin doing the talking or, or whatever, like I, I tried to make sure people's refreshments were taken care of, et cetera. Wojo decided to get up and get Birchie a refill. Now, Birchie, um, a couple of the people at the table were enjoying some red wine. Okay, no problem. Except Wojo grabbed a different bottle. Wojo, just really good. What did you put in Birchie's glass? You gave me that. Remember that wine was right up there. There's no wine over there. You poor fucking sweet (laughs) remote in his glass. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> oh I think I did. Smell it. I know it is. I just tasted it. It looks like communion. I tasted it. It's it's a great. Oh shit! I think I did. It was a bottle standing right there. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. You notice that's by like where a Manhattan stuff is. Oh shit! I don't think I've ever had a Manhattan. Oh, that's what wine looks like. Wow! Yeah, it's got so this car. Holy smokes! Oh you know, I, I took yeah. a sip that and I'm like, it's not that a strong wine. <laughs> what am I drinking? <laughs> He's used wine while to have a twist on <laughs> What happened when you tried pouring Willow Glass well, wine? He wanted a wine and I, it was vermouth, apparently, and I poured him a big glass of vermouth and that was bad, apparently. And I feel bad, and I apologize. But um, I think they've recovered. But do you understand, like, the level he was getting to was like, dude, there was no wine in that area of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, the wine was right in front of his face. Why would there be a bottle of wine next to a <laughs> bottle of bourbon next to a bottle of bitters? Why? What planet would you reside on where that would take place? He saw a bottle that he thought resembled what a bottle of wine looks like, and I think he just started pouring it. And then, of course, what? You twist. He had to yeah. twist off the cap to the vermouth. Right. What wines are twist off? You think I would serve you twist off wine at my house? <laughs> what kind of dick would I be? The anchovies oh, on the Caesar salad. You liked it, though. No, sucked. Sucked. <laughs> totally sucked. No. Do not put salty fish on anything. 
Well, there you have it. If you can't tell he was feeling it in that clip, I don't know what would. Uh, listen, the holiday spirit was flowing through That's him. Right. Happy New Year! <laughs> All right, a quick break just to talk about our launch sponsor. It's the D Las Vegas. You're looking to get away, relax, have a good time. D Las Vegas has everything you need. I mean, hell, we're there every March for March Madness. And as I've said before, there ain't no better setup. On the strip, off the strip, it don't matter. Go to the D. Go to that chalet upstairs. It ain't nothing better. Bottom line, next time you go to Vegas, check out the D.com. Completely renovated. Downtown is not what you remember. Hell of a lot of new places. It's a damn good time there's really no other way to put it and again the d has everything you need you're not going to spend a ton of money on the room take that money and go do fun things with it do what sully does make a bunch of losing basketball bets or well or for sully fall asleep on the horse racing machine on the second floor vintage casino the bottom line the d's got it all they got the sports book they got the long bar they got it all check it out the d.com to book your stay today it's the d.com the d las vegas and as you know, it is your home for Detroit sports in Vegas. All right, so Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people. But what it means to most fans is the start of the NBA season. That's right. Very few of you pay attention in October and November. Very naughty, but that's okay. I'm going to make this right. I've been paying attention, and I've got 10 things. There's no order of importance here. There's no more or less meaning. These are the 10 biggest things that jumped out to me that while you guys were asleep and now you're going to join the party that is the NBA, I've got the 10 things that you need to pay attention to. Let's get into it. Number one, and it's not a typo and I'm not misspeaking. The Sacramento Kings are fun and possibly good. They've come out of nowhere. First of all, De'Aaron Fox is unbelievable. De'Aaron Fox might be the most improved player in the league. Uh, Plays with an incredible pace. He's a one-man fast break. The Kings are deep. They're exciting. Buddy Heald is like Steph Curry light. You know, shooting in the mid-40s, you know, 45% from deep. And look, the Kings play fast. They shoot the three. They've got their floor general. They play with a lot of energy. You know, De'Aaron Fox always has, he's like anti-John Wall. He's always got a smile on his face. He's he's out there having a good time. I think this team likes each other. Here's the problem. Dave Yeager's a really good coach. But this front office, it's not a matter of if but when they will screw this up. And you've already seen some things where Yeager's gone after the front office. Front office has gone after Yeager. If they had real ownership, if they had just a real structure, I'd be very bullish on the Kings. But while you were sleeping, the Kings got out 500 start, 30 games deep in the West, and they play entertaining ball. Yeah, that happened. Number two, last year's darling, the team all of us loved, the team all of us talked about. Oh, my God, I got to see the highlights. Last year's darling, the Jazz, suck. And it's not just Donovan Mitchell, who's not having the year he had last year, and I'll, I'll get into why in a minute. They're not playing defense. They're just not out there playing to the same level. Rudy Gobert hasn't been the same player. And with Spider Mitchell, what you're seeing is the problem with a shoot-first guard who doesn't really have playmaking ability. Donovan Mitchell's playmaking was going up and trying to hammer on somebody. But now... 
when he's forced into a situation where he needs to get his teammates involved, he can't do it. You're starting to see some interesting stuff where he'll go out and take a shot and you can kind of feel the body language of the team like, you know what, to hell with this. This is ridiculous. Pass me the ball. It, the problem for Donovan Mitchell is he's always going to be um, a one-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio guy. You don't get your teammates involved. You've got to be more efficient. And he's struggling with that. And he is a smaller guard. Look, he's still a really good player. He's still a, a guy that is foundational and you want to build around. But development curves for young players are not always linear. This doesn't go straight up. It's It's going to have bumps in the road, and you're seeing it now. But... The Jazz are everything the Kings aren't. Great ownership, great front office. they got a great coach in Quinn Snyder. I believe they will get this thing back on track, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. I would not be surprised in the least if the Jazz straight up missed the playoffs. Number three, Mark. while you were away, Markel Fultz played his last game in Philly. I don't think he will ever play for the Sixers again. The hot stove is heating up. Trade deadline, I believe, February, February 7th. Um, Fultz has shopped for a diagnosis. You'll never convince me otherwise. Him and his reps go out, see 10 specialists, find one of them who will diagnose him with this thoracic outlet syndrome. Bottom line is this. The way it ended, the way that he blindsided the Sixers with it, taking time away, I think the Sixers went from wanting to work it out with Mark L to knowing it can't work out. He will be traded. It's a matter of when, not if. I don't know what the price will be. I think for Philly, they could easily move on from this. It's beyond trying to save face. They need to win now. While you were away, they traded for Jimmy Butler. It's go time. They need shooters. Could they pick up a couple of cheap shooters? Maybe a pick swap of some form with Fultz? Eh, Maybe. But in no way, shape, or form are you going to get more than 20 or 30 cents on the dollar for the former number one pick? Number four. Simply put, offense, 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 offense. Look, you were gone. You were enjoying your football season. And, well, we were enjoying basketball's early season because these teams are putting up numbers that are unreal. Uh, Sully came up with some great stats, and they're, they, they really illuminate the point. This year, 11 teams are playing with an offensive rating of at least 110. Last year, there were only six. And this year... 22 teams are playing with a pace over 100. Last year, there were only five. For people who've been away from the NBA, it's about pace, space, and shooting. How fast do you play? How much space can you create? And how many shooters do you have? And if you don't have those things, you are not going to win in this league. You're just not. The revolution is here. We've talked so much about the NFL and what it looks like and look at all these points and Look at the Patrick Mahomes of the world and these these college-based offenses. What you're seeing in the NBA is the same kind of renaissance where things are moving forward now. The cycle is leaning back towards offense, letting skill shine, creating space, positionless. You always hear that phrase. And how many shooters can I get on the floor? And it's fun to watch. And you're seeing it league-wide. I mean, those stats are pretty unbelievable when you break it down. Number five, Giannis has arrived. Now, everybody knows Greek Freak. Everybody knows who he is. But he has truly arrived this year as what I believe to be a top three player in the entire league. And what's interesting to me is what Greek Freak is doing. He is putting up 
19 points in that range at the time we're taping. 19 points per game in the paint. Doesn't sound like much, right? But when you look at the top 10 points in the paint over a course of a season in the history of the NBA, nine of them are Shaquille O'Neal. One of them is Giannis. Giannis is putting up prime Shaq points in the paint. And you go, okay, so what? What does it mean? The guy can't shoot the three. He hasn't developed it yet. He's able to do this without any fear by the defense of him taking the three. They're already sagging off of him. He is so long. He is so athletic. His strides take up so much real estate. He is getting to the paint in a fashion that really I haven't seen anyone ever do. He is able to contort his body and catch a pass on a cut and take one step and seemingly go from the three-point line to the paint. It's, it's remarkable. And by the time you blink, he's at the rim. He is truly one of a kind. And he, this year, finally, I think you're seeing him grow into his body. You're seeing him become that alpha dog. And 19 points a game in the paint is prime Shaq. If this kid ever becomes proficient, Hell, if he becomes average shooting the three, he will go into full unguardable mode. And he is just scratching the surface of what he can be. But he is a top three player right now. And if you miss the early portion of the season, on one hand, shame on you. But on the other, settle in. Find Milwaukee on TV. Give Greek Freak five minutes of your time. You'll see what I'm talking about. You can't keep him from the rim. Uh, number six, learn the name, Luca. Learn it. Now, for our regular listeners of our radio show, I, I said it leading up to the draft last year. I just thought, to me, he was a no-brainer number one pick. Luka Doncic is better than I ever imagined. And, again, it makes the Kings look silly. It makes the Suns look silly. And whether Marvin Bagley or DeAndre Ayton end up being excellent players, fine. Neither of those guys, and if you want to throw Atlanta in because they made the deal to take Trey Young, if you want to put all three of those guys out there, you can take them. I'll take Luka. They don't have the ceiling that Luka Doncic has. Right now at 19 years old, Luka Doncic looks like he is going to be a future first-team All-NBA player. Not an All-Star. First-team All-NBA. 6'7", 215". People want to talk about, well, he doesn't look like he's in great shape. Dude, nobody cares. He gets where he needs to go on the floor. He already has a pet move as a 19-year-old rookie that is among the better ones you'll see in the league with his step-back ability. And you're going you're gonna to laugh. Watch it. It's one of the best step-backs you'll ever see. He creates three to four feet of space to get his shot off and gets it off. He's averaging 19 a game. He gets teammates involved. He is the alpha at the end of these games for Dallas. He's got the Mavericks who are in a full rebuild at the time of this taping at 500 in the West. That's an accomplishment. And what you're seeing is all the years of playing professional ball in Europe, as young as I believe when he was 15 years old, you're seeing it. This is the byproduct. 
Doncic wasn't just some bench warmer. Doncic wasn't just a guy who was on these EuroLeague teams. Doncic was a cog in the wheel. He was a pivotal part of it. And I'll never understand how he didn't go number one in the draft. I don't, I mean, look, Robert Sarver in Phoenix is a garbage owner. He's awful. I wish the league could force him to sell. But Sarver is a University of Arizona grad. So naturally, they wanted DeAndre Ayton. Okay, well, cool. Good to know we're playing fantasy basketball. The Kings are just the Kings. I I didn't understand what the Kings were trying to do. Luka was sitting there for them. You, you, you take him. They didn't. They took Marvin Bagley. And, and I don't mind Bagley. But he ain't Luka. The Hawks are the Hawks. They're, they're, they're idiots. They wanted to put butts in the seats. They wanted Trey Young. Fine. Congratulations. The Mavericks have already won this draft. And I'm telling you, the Mavericks have the best player in this draft. Luka Doncic right now is playing like he's 23 or 24, he's 19. The kid is unbelievable. So if you get a chance, hell, just queue up some highlights. I'm not even asking you to watch the Mavs. But Luka Doncic right now looks like the best player in the draft and a guy with real first-team all-NBA potential. Number seven, the Washington Wizards must go nuclear. While you were away in your fall sabbatical, the Wizards got off to an atrocious start. Issues with John Wall, issues with Bradley Beal, issues with the entire roster. I don't know how Ernie Grunfeld still has a job. He's been there for seemingly 20 years. I think it's 15. Now, the Wizards recently just made a deal to acquire Trevor Ariza. Why? Your guess is as good as mine. Where are you going? What are you winning? What's the point of any of this? Um, got Ubre out, got Austin Rivers out. Okay, here's what it comes down to. The Wizards are, bu- are busted, and they have two really bad contracts. John Wall is going to be a name a lot of you guys will go, well, just trade him. They can't. John Wall signed an extension in 17 that by the end of it, he's going to be making $45 million a year. John Wall is the most overrated good point guard in the league. Like He's good. But he's overrated. People talk about him like he's a a superstar. He's not. I question his effort. I question his attitude. I question his physical fitness. Uh, Bradley Beal is a superstar. I think Beal has that first-team All-NBA future. 25 years old. Fits the profile of what you want in today's game. But can't coexist with Wall. So you got the one guy you want to trade but can't. You got the one guy that people want from you but you can't trade because... What would you have? And then you have Otto Porter, which is just a case study in sometimes you need to just let it go. I believe it was Brooklyn or Sacramento who had signed Otto Porter to that massive offer sheet uh, that he is currently on. And the Wizards panicked and matched it. Now you're stuck with a player who this year is having just a brutal year from three. Generally speaking, a guy who can be a spot-up shooter be a corner three specialist, be that point forward. But Otto Porter's not an all-star player, and he's making $26 million a year in that range. I don't know what you do with him. I don't. The Wizards have got to find a way to go nuclear because if they continue to go down the road like this, you end up with no assets that anyone wants. Beal walks out the door, and then you're going through a decade-long rebuild. I'm to a point now, would I attach a first-round pick to get John Wall out of my out of my city? I probably would. If I'm going to trade Bradley Beal, that's where the assets go. I I would absolutely go nuclear. 
Watching the Wizards play is a soul-sucking experience. I, I'm just, they are, they should be top five in the East talent-wise, and right now they're bottom five. It's an embarrassment. Number eight, the best team that is not the Golden State Warriors might just be the Denver Nuggets. Sully and I agree on this one. Uh, Denver right now with nine players under the age of 23. They have a superstar that's one of the wackiest players in the league, and most people don't even know him, and, and Nikola Jokic. They're just all kinds of fun. Jamal Murray is developing, getting better. I know he's been a little bit of a late bloomer. Gary Harris, you know, they, they get Will Barton back. Jokic, they just have players. They have shooters. They play an attractive brand of basketball. And honestly, look, I'm not sitting here and telling you that Denver's going to beat Golden State, but nobody wants a piece of them. Nobody wants to play Denver in a playoff series. And ultimately, they have the recipe. They're deep, have shooters. Their center can bring you out above the free throw line. And Jokic is one of the best passing big men I've ever seen. He will throw passes that you're like, wait, what are you doing? Oh, okay. Was that just a bounce pass between someone's legs from the center? Yes, it was. They're fun as hell. And they've arrived. They're good. Denver collected a lot of assets, and now they're cashing in on it. So Denver's another one of those teams where if you can donate a few minutes to it, it's worth it. And while you were away, they went from being cute and battling for the eighth seed to being the top team in the West. Now, can they sustain it? Can they keep it? I mean, of course I have doubts. But in the here and now, they've taken a big leap. It's very hard for teams to go from battling to the playoffs to being one of those top three seeds. Denver looks like they've done that. And I think it's a big story. Bit of a changing of the guard in the West where teams like San Antonio aren't there anymore. Houston off to a terrible start. Denver is one of those teams that in the next three to five years, this is their window. It's their time. Nine players under 23. Number nine, speaking of the West, the West is different than what we expected. I'm not going to say it's worse, but it's balanced. That wasn't something we were generally talking about. We thought it was going to be Golden State and nothing, or maybe Golden State and Houston and nothing. The West, 14 of the 15 teams have 14 or more wins. The total spread from the top seed at the time of our taping here, the top seed to the 14th seed is a whopping seven and a half games. It's balanced like you've never seen before. While in the East, you've got several teams forcibly tanking, the Knicks and the Hawks and you know, the Cavs, the West, there's no such thing. It's the Suns and everybody else. Dallas is in a rebuild, but they're winning. Memphis is back with Conley and Gasol and the addition of Jaron Jackson. Okay, so they're not terrible. You go up and down that West, there's no easy nights. So now what you're seeing is win totals are going to come down. Parity goes up. It doesn't mean it's worse. In fact, I think the West is better. There are no nights off, and every night in the West, the basketball is high caliber and high quality. Here's the key. In the East, I think the top of the East as a four-team grouping is better than the West. Teams like Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, and even though they're a bit of a hot mess right now, the Celtics, we'll get to them in a minute, that big four might be better than the four I could give you in the West. Yes, I like Denver. Yes, I like Golden State. I'm not sure who else I trust out West. 
Do you think Portland's offense is enough to hide their defensive shortcomings? I don't like Portland in the playoffs. New Orleans took a step back. Houston has died and risen and died and risen again. I don't know what to make of them. Chris Paul looks terrible. But the West overall, there's only one bad team. If you want to say the Spurs are going to end up being bad as the year goes along, that's fine. But it's the Suns and everybody else. Again, 14 of 15 with at least 14 Ws. And number 10, and I think it is a big story and it's one to track. What are the Boston Celtics? Look, Philly, they went out and made the Butler trade. We've covered it in a previous pod. And I think even if you didn't pay attention to basketball, you, you, you knew the Jimmy Butler stuff. The Celtics are flying under the radar because they've been a bit of a mess. Now, they've racked up some wins over bad teams, but Gordon Hayward is nowhere near healthy, nowhere near ready. He's recovering from that catastrophic ankle injury from last year, but he just doesn't look like himself. He's shown some glimpses, but you're not paying for glimpses. You were paying for a borderline all-NBA player. He's not there. Jalen Brown has taken a step backward. His offense is terrible. When he's on the floor, the Celtics are one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Jason Tatum has taken a step backward. And, you know, again, it's the difference of last year. He just seemingly was cutting it loose. And he's still shooting the three pretty good. But his shot selection I don't like this year. He's been benched a couple of times. He's taken a step back. Al Horford showing signs of age. The Celtics have too much talent to be where they're at. But I think the Celtics are going to struggle through January, probably through February. And I think then, by that point, Brad Stevens will figure out, okay, these are the rotations. This is what I need to do. The Celtics are struggling from having too much quantity and not enough quality. It's great when you can play 10 guys, but the great teams, they don't need to. Keep an eye out on Danny Ainge and what he may or may not do here. I think the Terry Rozier situation is interesting. Probably got to trade him. I think Jalen Brown might be one where you go, okay, maybe time to move on there. But overall, Celtics have been very disappointing, very hard to watch. Their offense has been putrid. As I said to you earlier on, offense, offense, offense. It's pace, it's space, it's shooting. Celtics aren't really doing a whole lot of whole lot of any of that, really. Um, and they've been a mess. And a winning record aside, that's not what this is about. This is a team that was slated to go out and probably try to win 60 games. A team that's competing for the one seed and a team that should have the goal of going to the NBA Finals. Right now, they don't look like they're going to get that done. That's where Gordon Hayward and his health come in. That's where the rotations come in. And I think Danny Ainge knows he's got to make a move to cull the herd a little bit. So to 10 things, the Kings are fun and good. Watch them. Last year's darling, the Jazz, suck and might be irreparable for this year. Markel Fultz done in Philly. Offense, offense, offense. Giannis has arrived as a top three player. And prime Shaq bully ball inside. Learn the name Luka Doncic. Respect it. Watch it. And then ask yourself how anyone passed on him. Wizards got to go nuclear. They're a toxic mess. Denver might be the best non-warrior team out there. The West is different than you imagine, but it doesn't mean worse. 14 good teams, one bad one. And the Celtics are disorganized and disjointed. And time might fix them. But for right now, wow, are they hard to watch. There are your 10 things that you missed as we approach the real start of the NBA season for non-geeks. Christmas Day, basketball. Embrace it. 
Winter's here, and that means energy bills are rising. You can reduce your power bill with help from Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the entire USA. Power Homes installs American-made panels with a 30-year warranty. It allows you to own your power, not just continually rent it from a power company. As an official partner of the Detroit Lions, the company installed solar panels at Ford Field and the Allen Park facility earlier this year and seeks to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy by seeing if solar is right for your home. Go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com. Or you can give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15 to schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Powerhome. Thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, rate, review, share, pass it on. The sooner we get the support we need, the sooner we go to two a week. That's this week's episode. We'll see you next week. Well, I want to take a minute to talk to you about our good friends over at Coppercraft Distillery on the west side of the state, Holland, Michigan. Been there myself to the distillery, guys. Really cool. I've seen firsthand how great of a job they do with the drinks and the products that they make, whether it's bourbon, whether it's vodka, whether it's whiskey, whether it's gin, whether it's the canned cocktails they're coming out with. They got a ton of great products. Whatever your drink of choice is, it's worth giving Coppercraft a try. Been winning a ton of awards too. Seriously, tons of awards. So pick it up at your local retailer, whether it's your grocery store, whether it's your local party store, take a try with Coppercraft. I'm guaranteeing you, you're gonna love it. I love it, and I'm interested to hear your feedback on it. I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it. And it's a great way just to have a drink with a friend, great Michigan product to try, and it's worth your time to just go check it out. And of course, browse around their website, Coppercraft Distillery, Holland, Michigan. Check them out online, tons of information on there, coppercraftdistillery.com.